Here we are, another episode. What's up, podcast world? Chad Belding back at you. The Foul Life Podcast, again, brought to you by our friends at Gerber Gear. Stay sharp, America. We depend on Gerber for so much more than just a knife in our pocket. We do carry a pocket knife, but we have them everywhere in our trucks, our UTVs, ATVs, our boats, our trailers, our blind bags, our blind building kits, their saws, their hatchets. And then when we are successful on a hunt and we get to take that bounty home to serve dinner or lunch to our friends and family, we depend on Gerber for getting that meat off of the bone or getting those back straps off or those tenderloins or getting those hind quarters off an elk. You name it, Gerber has it. We appreciate their support of our culture of the American Hunter. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Thoroughgood Boots and Footwear. I'm talking comfort, guys, girls. I'm talking warmth. I'm talking state-of-the-art designs that fit our feet so well. And I mean that because we are in boots so many days of the year during dry field hunts, predator hunts, turkey hunts, deer hunts, goose hunts, duck hunts, you name it. We've worn these boots everywhere, and we try to wear them out, and we can't. So check them out, T-H-O-R-O-G-O-O-D, Thoroughgood Boots. And if you don't believe me, ask Michael Waddell, ask Travis T. Bone Turner. Ask my good friend Nick Munt. I know all of my boys at Bone Collector depend on Thoroughgood for all of their boot and footwear needs, and they abide by them. They swear by them. So thank you, Thoroughgood Boots, for believing in the foul life, for believing in Bone Collector, for believing in the culture of the American hunter, outdoorsman, conservationist, and provider. My guest today is actually one of the people, one of the batteries that make Thoroughgood Boots run, makes them go. His name is Andy Place. He's in charge of outdoor sales for Thoroughgood Boots. Andy, my man, coming straight out of the state of Wisconsin. I'm sure it's cold outside of that window behind you. How are you, my friend? I'm good. And actually, uh, we have a bit of a heat wave coming through Wisconsin right now. It, it, it's up to like uh, 20 or 25 degrees out today, which uh, is a far cry from the uh, the negative 20, negative 30 we had just a couple weeks ago. <laughs> wow. It's like people don't even get like I've seen hot coffee thrown up in the air in Wisconsin or North Dakota and watch it crystallize before it hits the ground. Right. You've, you've seen that done. Oh, yes. Yep. And that's uh, that is um, just a couple weeks out of the year, hopefully. But that's when it's it's kind of miserable, miserable to be outside doing anything when it gets like that. Yeah. Crazy cold. And um, are you you work in the outdoor space with Thoroughgood? Are you an outdoorsman? Do you love to hunt and fish? Wisconsin is a is a paradise. I mean, it's one of the I think the largest deer hunting or one of the top three deer hunting states in the country as far as hunters in the field goes and tags and deer being harvested. Are you into the hunting and also are you into the ice fishing? I uh, I absolutely am an outdoorsman. I'm proud to say I'm an outdoorsman. I'm an outdoorsman who shares his passion with his children. So it's rare that you'll see me enjoying the outdoors uh, without uh, my two. They used to be little, but now they're 15 and 16. Um, but if I'm if I'm packing the truck to go on a hunt, they're looking for their stuff and they're throwing their stuff in the truck just as fast so that they can uh, they can enjoy the outing with me. We. Uh, we are a hunting and fishing family. We just this last um, last Friday, we could go today. Uh, we got out yep, up in Manaqua on Lake Manaqua, and uh, my kids caught some northern and some bass. And uh, so it, it wasn't uh, brutally cold on that day. So 
we, uh, we, I decided to take off work and sneak up there. And so any, any chance we can get, we, we, uh, climb a tree, hunt some deer. We love turkey hunting. Uh, we love to fish. We just love the outdoors. Okay. So coming from a master ice fisherman or a master Northern waters fisherman, just lay it out for the audience right now. What's the best eating fish in the continental United States? Freshwater, continental United States. I say that because we are surrounded by saltwater, and there is offshore fishing off of the continental United States. Is it a perch? Is it a walleye? Or is it a crappie? Go. I'm going to say hands down, perch. Perch is my go-to uh, my go-to fish. Now, that being said, I'm not afraid to put a, a Northern or a walleye in my, my freezer and, and enjoy that. But if we're talking about, if I could pick, uh, it's going to be that perch. So if you're driving around Milwaukee or Green Bay or Madison or all some, there's so many awesome places in the state of Wisconsin. And, and what I learned up there in, in some of my travels is that there's a thing called the Friday night fish fry. And it's not like there's just one that you'll find them at a bar. You'll find it in a parking lot. You'll find them at a church. You'll find them at a rec hall. You'll find them at a restaurant. Um, and these guys and girls in these restaurant tiers, these owners of these, these establishments, they take a great pride in their breading, their fry techniques, the fish that they choose. You're saying that you would pick a fish fry with perch over a walleye fish fry on any of these given Friday nights. Absolutely. Really? Yep. It, it's just, I, my heart is with the perch. And you know, what's interesting, uh, Chad is, is you bring up the fish fry and you can, somebody who's not, uh, enjoyed a fish fry would think a fish fry is a fish fry. You can have fish, uh, in Merrill, Wisconsin at, at a local establishment and then drive 25 minutes to Wausau to a fish fry. And they will, they, the, the batter is different. The oil they use is different. The seasoning they use is different. They're, it's like a snowflake. There is not one fish fry <laughs> that is like another uh, here in Wisconsin. Yeah, I love that about it. In which, when you start talking about the different fries, if you had the Andy Place fry sponsored by Thur- presented by Thoroughgood Boots and it was going to be tonight, Tell me what I'm going to be able to put on my plate when I get in line. What's going to be on the menu? What are the sides? What do you pair it with, with the drink? I know that Wisconsin is known for beer. I mean, I think there's more bars in Milwaukee per capita than any other city in America. I think I, I could be close on that. But, I mean, you got you have Bob Euchre. You got Miller Park. You got you, Miller Brewing. There's so much that's wrapped around the beer world up there. Tell me what's on the menu at the Andy Place, Thoroughgood Fish Fry, with the fish in the sides, and then what are we drinking with it? So this is pie in the sky, all right? This is this is Andy Place meal of the century. Uh, we're gonna have a perch, um, you know, lightly battered in in just you know like a, a, an egg wash in flour, seasoned. I would never tell you what the seasoning is gonna be because I wouldn't want you to be able to replicate it. Um, but yeah, and and uh, we would we would deep fry that in a turkey fryer out in the driveway. I think that has its own feel to it when you're, when you're out of doors and you're cooking it outdoors, um, cooking that in some, uh, fresh, uh, peanut oil. The, uh, the sides on that is going to be, um, my buddy BJ Bachenhauer makes the absolute best German potato salad. 
and it's it's a warm potato salad, and it it goes phenomenally with uh, with a fish fry. Um, and then I I'm not a lover of brown beans, but brown beans are are a common side uh, with many of my friends. So I would think just as a as a peace offering, I would offer that um, to my friends and family. And then my go to absolutely hands down, no question, you're going to have to have a cold 16 ounce PBR to wash that down. PBR. PBR. We call them them goose loads. The the, the 16 ounce cans of PBR. Yeah. yeah, That's uh, that's my go-to. Do you call Bush Lights Bush Lattes up there? Because I know they do in North Dakota and different parts of Minnesota. Has the Bush Latte (laughs) moved into Wisconsin now? It absolutely has. Bush Latte. What a great name. They even write that on the can in some parts of the Midwest and the upper northern Midwest. It certainly has become a marketing (laughs) marketing avenue that they've gone down. So on the at this fish fry, there's big screen projectors put out in the parking lot and I know that a lot of sportsmen would probably want the outdoor channel on there. Maybe even in an episode of the foul eye for bone collector who you and thorough good work with, and they are badasses. but on that projector at the Andy place, thorough good boots, fish fry, is it going to be a Milwaukee bucks game, a Milwaukee brewers game, a green Bay Packers game, or one of the NHL teams? Because I know how prevalent hockey is in that part of the country. Uh, Hands down. That's going to have to be a Packer game. Packer game, huh? My mom's a Packers <laughs> fan, and I mean the play. They, they, what happened to him this year? I mean, what happened in that in that Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers mix up there? Well, it just uh, one can speculate. I don't. They didn't peak at the right time, right? Like they, they, uh, they needed to have two more games in them, and they just didn't. And that's uh, you know, it's interesting with with the the. Um, the Packer fan base, you know, there are many franchises that would uh, give their give anything to make the playoffs and go as far as the Packers have and do regularly. Uh, but when when uh, the Green Bay Packers uh, lose uh, one game away from the Super Bowl, everybody's like, "What in the world? How can that happen?" <laughs> there are teams of, that dream to get that far. Yeah. Well, I mean, just so much heritage and culture and tradition with the Packers, the Lambeau Field, um, the tur you know, just the, the temperatures that they play under Aaron Rodgers at this at this time in his career, putting together a season like that. It's just a it's a different draw up there. I mean, the football uh, Wisconsin is a very, very prideful state. And I'm not saying that other ones aren't, but. Y'all will fight for your football, and I don't know if I don't know if the Bucks have that kind of draw. Um, I think the Brewers have in the past. The Brewers have been a very popular franchise, especially you know with 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 the Bob Eukers and his story with the Miller Lite beer commercials over the years. But it just seems like the Packers, man, that whole state. If you go up there and talk smack about the Packers, and if you even have the guts or the audacity to say that you're a Bears fan or a Vikings fan, there's going to be a fight, right? <laughs> Well, we like to pride ourselves in being civil, but you might be right. Uh, you certainly will have an argument on your hands. If you have not experienced the energy of Lambeau Field, that has got to make it to your bucket list. Uh, when you say there's just something different about it, I've been to a, a couple of Brewers games. Um, I've been to a few Packers games. There is nothing, there's no way to describe 
the energy and the feeling that you get um, from Lambeau Field. And it starts four or five hours before the game with the tailgating out in front of Lambeau and um, people frying brats and and uh, and playing beanbags and throwing footballs. And it's it's like uh, it's it's almost indescribable. <laughs> Another part of the culture you work in is this footwear we're talking about, thorough good. Um, what I do, you know, in the duck hunting world is we wear our boots a lot. We have pride in our boots. We tuck our blue jeans into our knee boots when we walk into a store after a hunt or the mini mart before the hunt that morning. Um, we depend on them, right? I, I, when you when you bring up cold weather in Lambeau Field and Packers football, um, I start thinking of you know comfort because you don't want to be in Lambeau Field and have a tank top on at a game in December. You don't want to be at a duck hunt in Billings, Montana, in you know December with the wrong footwear on. Footwear is key in the comfort of hunting. Today's age of hunting, we are blessed. We are spoiled. We get to stay in the field longer. You mentioned your boys, fifteen and sixteen the comfort level that my daughter gets to go out and hunt ducks with me at 10 years old and stay in the field longer because she's not freezing. She's not wet. She's, she has breathable materials on and layering systems that allow her skin to breathe. If she starts to sweat, you know, it allows it to breathe and, and, and evaporate within the means of the fabric, keeping her warmer and comfortable for longer. Thorough good believes in this part of the culture of the American outdoorsman, whether it's ice fishing whether it's going to a football game and tailgating, whether it's deer hunting in Wisconsin or duck hunting in California, what is it about this brand that drives somebody like you or myself or the Waddells and the Bone Collector team? What is it about Thoroughgood that 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 it's it's getting its hold on this part of this culture and people are depending on it to do exactly that, Andy Place? They're depending on it to keep them out in the field longer and more comfortable. So I think it's interesting that you bring up um, your daughter. Uh, my son and daughter are are, four, are 15 and 16 now. And um, I often tell people that, that the difference between hunting from the tree and hunting from the truck are, is the, 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 the footwear that you're wearing. That your feet are the first thing that get cold. Uh, and, and once they're cold, the kids don't want to, uh, to stay in the field, right? The minute they're uncomfortable, they want to head back to the truck and have a sandwich and, and, um, thoroughgood shoes. I think we have a few different, at least a couple different things, uh, going for us, uh, that have helped us get into this game. Number one, they are designed and built by hunters for hunters. And what I mean by that is, um, the guys in our product development, um, on our product development team, they're hunters. They're wearing this stuff, uh, every weekend when they're hitting the tree. Um, and so, so they have a vested interest in, uh, building a quality boot. And the other thing is the technology that we've incorporated in them. I will say hands down our 1600 gram, uh, infinity leather or infinity rubber boot is the warmest, most comfortable rubber boot I've ever put on my foot. And it starts with that um, solar core insulation that we run along um, uh, along the sole of the, the boot and up over the toe cap, which acts as a barrier. And it doesn't allow your foot to lose heat. And people, when you're explaining it, people say, yeah, 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 that's a gimmick. 
but it's not. Uh, people that wear them are true believers, um, and they understand that, holy cats, these are the warmest boots uh, on the market. The other piece is the comfort. Um, the Infinity FD Anti-Fatigue Energy Return System. Uh, it absorbs shock while propelling you forward and it helps fight foot fatigue. You know, it's rare that you have a, a spot that you're hunting that you're going 30, 40 yards off the road. You know, typically you're walking a significant uh, ways, whether it be a, a half mile or a mile in uh, to hunt. And our rubber boots, um, they don't, uh, you just don't have the foot fatigue. And I'm speaking from experience. A number of years ago, uh, I think it was three or four years ago, my son killed a bear. And it was uh, it was about three quarters of a mile in, uh, in the cedar swamp. And uh, we had to drag it out. And I had cheap rubber boots on that day. Uh, it was before um, I started wearing Thoroughgood. My knees and back have never hurt so much uh, after dragging that bear out. Uh, from that cedar swamp. And uh, it's made me a true believer in quality footwear, whether you're wearing leather boots or rubber boots, they have to be, they have to be good for your foot. Yeah. And I think all around the, the design of what you're talking about with that sole and that inner part of the boot is, is key because when you're wearing a knee boot, a rubber boot, a, a neoprene, it might be, um, they can be heavy, right? They can take their toll on your you know, obviously your energy level, your stamina, everything that goes into it. But the main thing that I see in the thorough goods is that I'm carrying a lot of dead weight with geese in my hands or ducks in my hand. I'm running on uneven surfaces, a, a chiseled up cornfield or a broken up rice field or a flooded field that you can't really see the stumps or the holes in there. So your feet are always going through different level changes. And I like how you describe it as propelling you forward and absorbing that shock because most of the time in the in my experiences, I start to develop or feel some arch pain if I'm running or if I'm wearing that boot for an extended period of time and, and all of that's going on with the heaviness of them, with the, whether they're comfortable or they're not comfortable, I start to feel that in my actual foot of pain in my foot. Like you said, you had in your back and legs, I get it in my foot. And with these, with, with all of the new boots that we're wearing from Thoroughgood, I was on a hunt Monday and I was sprinting across a field carrying snow geese and speckle belly geese, racing my dog pretty much, trying to get back to the blind as fast as I could for the next incoming flock. And I'd get back and I'd be like, man, my feet feel great. My feet feel great. Like these boots are comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, we, any retailers that we've worked with, they, that are on the fence, uh, we have them try out a pair of those boots because we can talk about it all we want. But until you've, until you've run across that chisel plowed field, or you've, you've had to drag that buck out, or you've, you, you know, walking out to the, um, the ice shack uh, for ice fishing, it's hard to describe so that people really understand. The fit is absolutely second to none. And we often say in the office here, that's kind of our secret sauce, right? It's, a, it's, it's such a, a, a well-fitting boot, yet um, the words from one of my good friends, uh, Tim Maul, he said, I don't have to stand on the front step and kick my boot off like a four-year-old to get them off. They fit well while you're wearing them in the field, but when it comes time to kicking them off, you, you put your toe on the heel kick and they slide right off. hundred percent there. The you're talking about the more of a boot that would be worn by an ice fisherman or a waterfowl hunter. That's going to come up to the knee. It's 
going to protect you from from any of what we're talking about, whether you're in water. Turkey hunters wear these boots religiously, crossing creeks, crossing little water embankments. Um, you know, they they don't want any snakes crawling up their legs in the in the turkey woods. They don't want ticks coming up their boot. So we wear these high knee boots and we tuck our pants into them. So now nothing can get inside of there and crawl up into our pant legs. So it's kind of acting as, you know, a, a couple different tools in that area to protect you from not just, you know, the elements and staying warm or, or, or protecting you against the cold frigid temperatures they also do a great job in keeping you safe from any of those kind of mother nature things that could go wrong in the field and what i like about the structure of that piece of the thoroughgood boot is that it has a ton of rigidity to it but it also has the comfort level to where it's not constricting your leg it's not a real real heavy material that's making it tough for you to to maneuver on the ground or slide if we're laying down on our backs the other day i'm moving my feet i'm shuffling my feet trying to get in position to sit up into a you know into a position to safely shoot at these geese turkey hunting you're shifting you're shifting left to right you're trying not to let that vision of the turkey see you so you want a boot that's easy to pick up and maneuver but it's protecting us in so many ways so i love the idea of that and then when you get back to the lodge or the camp they do kick off so easy and then you can put them on your boot dryer whatever one you choose to use and and bam you got them ready for the next day so i I agree 100 percent there's Success is brought on by experiences, and I just love the experiences that Thoroughgood is helping us build. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, and 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 you're right. Those experiences you uh, you build off of those experiences, and uh, we often say live the lifestyle, right? And if you're going to live the lifestyle, you got to have the gear to do that, and uh, that's what we've we've um, we've set out to do. Uh, we're passionate about it. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that working with a company like Thoroughgood has has shown me that man, there there is a difference in quality when it comes to all of these different attributes of footwear. We've been talking about the rubber knee high boots, but you guys do offer a wide variety of footwear from shoes to to American made leather boots, work boots for the American worker, the wor- the workers around the world, and you also offer upland boots, uh, deer hunting boots, mountain boots hiking boots trail boots if you will it's the same thing they're so comfortable and the 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 materials are designed so well and implemented so well together that everything part of the process is good there's nothing that you dread when you go to put on a pair of thoroughgood boots and if people will sit here and tell me that oh putting on boots is easy that's not always the case there's a lot of things of in a lot of boots i've worn where you're like man they just don't they just don't lace up the right way. They just don't hold their structure the right way. The the material is way too hard for way too long. It takes forever to break them in. You put on a pair of these Thoroughgood hiking boots, you wear them on one hike, you feel like you've been in them for five years. And that's saying something about your design team again. Yes. And, and we, we pride ourselves in that because we know um, time is, time is uh, valuable, especially in the outdoors. Uh, with not very many of our customers are going to be professional outdoorsmen, right? So they're gonna they're gonna be working during the week, and then uh, once that weekend hits, they want to be able to hunt. They want to be productive. They want to be um, they want to be in the tree or in, you know uh, on field's edge. They don't want to be trying. They don't want to be miserable. They 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 want their boots to fit. They want their gear to fit and and uh, operate appropriately. I, uh, I I talk with my friends uh, that are getting ready for um, elk hunts, and our Infinity uh, leather 
boots. Uh, they they come in uninsulated as well as 400 and 800 gram. They, uh, my friends wear the, the 400 gram elk hunting and they don't want to have to spend weeks and weeks and weeks breaking those boots in. They want to buy the boots and they want to be able to go hunting with them because they're either working or they're hunting. So we've, uh, we found that to be true. Uh, it's, it's, uh, there's a very minimal break-in period for, for the boots that we offer and uh, people appreciate that. When you start talking about this infinity series of leather boots, you have a lot of different, um, in your portfolio and you're offering there, there's different heights of the boots. There's different support systems of the boots. You're, you're giving the consumer the buying experience that he or she needs when it comes to footwear, because that not everybody wants the same pair of boots. Not everybody's looking for the same thing in a pair of shoes and footwear. You see it through the generations and years of footwear, whether it's Nike or Reebok or Adidas or whatever, they always have a huge variety in their offering because no two feet are the same as far as mine or yours or your wives or anybody that's in my family, whatever. Um, How does a company settle on those designs, those, the different heights, because you have one that's ankle high, you have one that's calf high, you have one that's, you know, just low ankle support. You have, I know that there's some stuff coming down the pipeline that I'm excited about that I'm going to get into in a couple minutes, but how do you, how does your team, you know, settle on, this is the, this is the array of footwear that we're going to offer our, our general consumer. Well, some of it comes from market analysis, right? You, you want to, you want to see, uh, what, what's doing well on the market, um, past experience, uh, the individuals that we have that are, um, in our, uh, product development team, they, they have experience, uh, with other companies. They've been doing, um, product development for 25, 30 years each. Um, and then, uh, one, one of the other individuals, Rob Burnett came to us from Cabela's. So he has uh, years of experience in the retail business. So you take all of that experience and, um, and you, and you have multiple meetings, um, and you put your head together because you're right. I mean, if you, if you did, um, an assortment that offered everything, you know, every six inch boot had every insulation level had, you know, uh, it would, you, your assortment would be so wide and vast. It would be tough to be lucrative. So what we do is put our heads together and, um, and really use that market analysis and that past experience, um, to, to put together what we believe, um, the consumers want and need. And does it take that when you start start talking about market analysis, do you guys go, is it, is it kind of like small groups where you go in and get a consensus going or a study group or a focus group going? Or are you, do they call on guys like you? You made a statement earlier in this conversation and podcast, Andy, about buy hunters, you know, for hunters and do they come to a guy like you and say, Hey, get in here. We want to talk to you about your son's bear hunt. We want to talk to you about this last fishing excursion. And I mean, think about everything that goes into a pair of boots. Now you got to start talking about the outer part of it, you know, and on the bottom of the sole and and how that grips the earth and that traction. And, and I love everything about the traction on the bottom of these boots that we're wearing in waterfowl hunts, as well as the, as well as the mountain boots. Um, do they come to, do they talk to just, oh, you know, daily hunters that, that have experiences in the field and find out what they're looking for? Well, yeah, it actually starts at my desk. 
uh, as the so I'm the the director of outdoor sales, but I I am the I, I manage the the outdoor division. So that's why uh, as the sales manager, it's important for me to uh, not just sit at a desk. I need to be out with my salesmen uh, making calls on the sports shops and and um, the gun shops so that I can have those conversations because you don't want to appeal to just one. Um, one small group of outdoorsmen, right? You don't want to just appeal to those that are going to Wyoming elk hunting or those that are going um, down south to, to waterfowl hunt. You want to build boots that appeal across the board. So that's why it's important to um, to get out in the field or get out on the road and have those conversations with those people that are hunting uh, day in and day out so that we can... Um, we can start to narrow that focus uh, on on what it is that our next move is going to be. And when you when you start to talk about the, the the workers and the hikers and everybody else that you're designing boots for, um, the the work boot series that you guys have, would you call what do you call that the mock toe series? Would that be? Give me an idea of the rundown. Like when you when you start talking about mock toe, is that because it's not rounded off like another boot would be, or what does that mean? Sure, it has to do with um, the seam that that is uh, uh, that is um, up over the toe, and I'll be the first to admit my uh, my expertise is not in the work line, um, but I'm in on those conversations. Um, we all all of our our meetings when we talk about product development, we have um, all three of our sales managers, so me and uh, Matt Balo from Public Safety and Jason Taren from the Work Division. Um, we're all three putting our heads together, even though it might be a, a division that uh, we aren't specifically in charge of. But yes, to, to your question, uh, the Macho, which we, uh, we are noted for, right? We've, uh, we were at one time with that Macho, the official Boy Scout boot years and years ago. Um, that is really kind of our, the, the staple of, of Thoroughgood shoes. And what, where when you start talking about the staple, do you guys derive your history as a brand through the American worker? And then it kind of subbed off into all of these other, the hiking in the mountains and, and the, the, uh, the hunters, it started with the American worker. Our base is absolutely, uh, the American worker. I would definitely, uh, agree with you on that. Um, we are we are a union company. Uh, our workers are unionized. So we very much appeal to those working uh, trade unions, um, and uh, that is, I would say, our bread and butter. Absolutely. What what are we go What are we going to be able to look forward to? Is there any hints or surprises you can drop on the podcast today? Not giving away too much information, but. Are there are there things coming down the pipeline that we can look forward to um, that might not necessarily fit the mold of the knee boot? They might be. Are are there anything that are any other slip ons coming? Are there any other type of hunting boot coming for the turkey hunter, the waterfowl hunter? What is there anything that you can tell us today on this podcast, Mister Andy Place, that we can be expecting from Thoroughgood? Well, certainly we have some. We have a, a couple of of. Um, styles that fit into that rubber boot um that rubber boot market we, we uh very very soon in the next few weeks we'll be carrying um uninsulated neoprene boots and the idea is 
that we want to appeal to the waterfowl hunters and the turkey hunters. Uh, we, we wanted them lightweight, uh, but durable. Um, not all waterfowl hunters want a, a full rubber clad uh, boot. So we decided to uh, roll out this neoprene um, and it'll be in uh, real tree timber, timber camouflage. Ooh, real tree timber. Huh? So you guys have a licensing agreement with the real tree camo? We do. We, uh, our, our rubber boots, um, come in both mossy oak and real tree. So we have licensing agreements with both. Yep. And when you start talking about uninsulated, you're talking about just, just the boot. There's just neoprene on it. And you're looking at a guy that's going or a girl that's going to depend on their socks for the insulation. Yeah, we do have a, a antimicrobial moisture wicking lining. So there is a liner in it, and a lot of people will grab that that neoprene boot and say, "Oh, it's it, this is insulated, and it's it's just insulated with the neoprene, so it, it's not technically um, insulated." You bring up a good point, Chad. When uh, when talking insulated or uninsulated, oftentimes people think when they buy a rubber boot that they should get, uh, you know, that it should be snug and that it should fit kind of like a work boot. And that's not the case. If you want a rubber boot to be warm, you have to have it appropriately fit fit for your foot, which means um, it can't be too tight. I just had an experience with my son this past gun season, and we were sitting up in the stand together. And, um, you know, it was, I don't know, 15, 20 degrees out. And uh, he has never gotten cold feet in his rubber boots. And he leaned over and said, Dad, my feet are starting to get cold. And I thought, what the heck is going on here? Well, when we got home, he then started complaining about his toes hurting. Well, he had his feet jammed in his rubber boots. He had grown and I didn't realize it. And uh, we got him set up with a pair, you know, we, we sized up one for him and got him into a pair that, uh, that fit with a little bit of um, room for air movement. And, uh, and we didn't have to struggle with that um, issue anymore. But when you're even the, the uh, uninsulated boots with a good pair of wool socks, it's, a, it's not something that I'm going to go ice fishing for eight hours in or anything like that or go sit in a, in a tree stand in January. But certainly, um, it, it, with, with a good pair of, of wool uh, socks is going to uh, provide some, some comfort, you bet. So when you're talking about that, when you're talking about that foot, when you put on the rubber boots, it feels like there is, it, it's not that your foot's sliding in and out or your heel's kicking up to where it's going to blister, but above your foot, there's spacing. And that spacing, I would assume... The consumer needs to understand that your foot needs to breathe. If it's constricted in there and it's too, you know, just just the the materials are wrapped around your foot too tight. You your feet are sweat. You set up uh, fifteen hundred decoys like we did the other day, and your feet start to sweat, and that boot doesn't allow anything to breathe. You're going to be freezing in the next sixty to you know ninety minutes. Your feet are going to be telling you this hunt's over. Absolutely. You're, you're spot on with that. And that's a conversation I, I often um, have, you know, we, one of our, our taglines that we often uh, like to use is warmer, longer, but in order for it to be warmer, longer, you have to, you have to be properly fitted. And, and it does, there, there's a sweet spot. So, so people need to get into um, get into those, the stores that carry them and try them on. Because you you do you do want them to be tight enough so they're not loose loose on your foot, 
but you, there has to be some, some uh, room in that the toe uh, and across the top of your foot so that um, science can work and you can, and your foot can and make some heat in there. Where, where do you stand when you start, when you're telling somebody what boot they want? Um, do you have specifications that will fit a certain mold um, of a person? If I tell you that I'm going to mainly be doing this type of activity and in the mountains, you could point me to the right hiking boot or the right mountain boot. If I tell you that I'm going to be doing this much, it's mainly going to be ice fishing. You're going to point me in this boot. That's what I love about the entire Thoroughgrid line is that you guys have such a wide variety that fit. And as people start to dissect this deal and, and discover this brand, maybe it might be for the first time. It might be, you know, their second pair of boots they bought from them, but you guys continue to establish yourself as an all-around boot company where it starts with the American worker. But if you look at this technology that's being applied to mountain hunting, hiking, waterfowl hunting, turkey hunting, fishing, ice fishing, all of the above, Thoroughgood is making that. So you as a salesman, you as the national sales manager, the guy that is running sales lead across this country, and you're working with your sales rep groups and you're, you're sending samples out I assume that you guys have to have a pretty good idea of what part of the country these boots are going to be offered in because there's nothing worse than going into a chain store in Nevada and only having stuff that somebody in a tree stand, you know, platform would be wearing, you know, the camouflage pattern, the camouflage, the camouflage material, the pant material, whatever. These stores have to do a good job of making sure that they're, 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 their portfolio or what they're offering from Thoroughgood fits that part of the country. Does it make sense what I'm saying right now? Yeah. And there really isn't a, a spec, uh, if you will, that we follow. It has to, because, it, you know, you can go across the country and weave yourself in and out of areas that are rubber boot country, right? But then you may uh, come, you know, you may come up into the mountains of which then quickly becomes, um, uh, either um, lightweight hikers or leather hiking boots. So we don't necessarily have a specification that we we follow. That's where relationships come in. And you want your sales staff to have a relationship with those retail stores and understand the client the, the clientele that are coming in and out and what they they want on a daily basis. Because you're right. If I'm uh, if I'm down in Florida uh, and I forgot my my rubber boots for a turkey hunt. I'm not necessarily, I, I would hope that there's not a pair of 1600 gram rubber boots for sale down there, right? It's a waste of time. That's a, that's an area that definitely is rubber boot country, but that's going to be uninsulated. But also we often talk about the fact that comfort is relative and, and warmth is relative. So what is warm to us or cold to us may not be to somebody else. So I would think personally, you know, um, an 800 gram boot down in Florida, if I'm just talking to my buddies up here, they're like, why would anybody uh, have you carry an 800 gram boot down in Florida? But then when you start to talk to people down there, when it gets colder, they want something a little bit more than an uninsulated boot. So that's where that, un that 800 gram would come into play. Um, but it, it really comes down to individual conversations uh, with those real retail stores and uh, understanding what that that client base wants 
and needs. When you say the retail stores, are these boots only available at retail or can a consumer go online and get them direct? Sure. We, um, they, we have, uh, you can get them on Amazon. Uh, they are carried by Outdoor Equipped on Amazon. They're only um, Amazon fulfillment um, company that we use. Uh, and we do have, there are a, a smattering of other um, companies that are dropship only that, that are online across the country. So yeah, you can, you can get them online or you can, uh, you can get them at, at retailers. We're working to build our retail base right now. Um, actually I'm, I'm leaving on Sunday morning to go to, uh, South Carolina and I will be traveling South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, with the hopes that we can, uh, we can get our boots into a few more, um, sport shops and, and, uh, and shoe stores, uh, down in that neck of the woods. Where would you guys say you're the, you're most celebrated at? Is it where you're sitting right now? Is that the part of the country where I'm going to see the most exposure for the Thoroughgood brand? Now I'm going to talk specifically, um, outdoor. So I'm not talking like Thoroughgood, uh, the, the, the work line, but surprisingly, the Michigan, Ohio, um, a little bit of Pennsylvania is where you're going to find the best distribution uh, of our outdoor line. And also the, um, the upper uh, Northeast, we have a, a good distribution um, there as well, excluding Maine. We have some work to do up in Maine. Uh, but personally, I've been spending some time just in Wisconsin working to get people to, um, to carry our product because we've, we've got communities that were 30 miles away from Merrill that, that didn't know that we, uh, carry, um, hunting boots. So that's my own personal mission, but, um, certainly that Michigan, Michigan, Ohio, a uh, little bit of Pennsylvania areas where you're going to find the best distribution of our outdoor boots. What about out west? Are you guys with the Western Hunter and all the mountain hunting? Are they are they starting to take off with these mountain hunters? It's it's frustrating to me. Uh, that's that is gonna uh, my my goal is we talk about owning the whitetail, owning whitetail country. So uh, my goal goal is to own Pennsylvania and then move down into Texas uh, so that we can own Texas uh, as far as outdoor footwear goes, and then. Um, and then I, I think naturally the Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, North Dakota, South Dakota will kind of come along uh, with us. But then, uh, yes, that mountain uh, mountain hunting, the uh, Wyoming, Colorado, uh, Utah, that uh, that is certainly on my radar. And one of my goals in the near, very new future is to um, uh, increase or improve our distribution out in that area. One of the things that we are doing, um, which you wouldn't see if you look at a map, um, uh, a map of our distribution is um, we're working with somebody right now, and I won't say his name. Well, I'll just say we're working with Nick Munt uh, on a on an app that that they're developing that they're going to use with outfitters. So that when you say you're going to, uh, you sign up for a hunt with um, AJ Outfitters, they send you a, a, a list of equipment that you need for that hunt. And then within that list are recommended um, 
brands and styles for that hunt. So we're working with with Nick um, to get in on that and and be represented uh, within that that um, company, and that'll help I think um, improve the distribution and and help uh, get in front of those people that are ready to to be in quality footwear. Nick Munt is the freaking man. I mean, like that dude is just, he's funny. He's handsome. His wife is beautiful. His kids are all unbelievably talented. He can shoot a bow. He can shoot a muzzleloader. He can shoot a gamo air rifle. He can shoot a scoped rifle. He can, he's a world champion with a, a freaking slingshot, Andy. Nick Munt can shoot a slingshot. Really? Anybody have, I have no idea. But when you talk about Nick Munt, he's like the <laughs> renaissance man of hunting. This app, I know all about the app. I've, I've been on some calls with Nick about the app, and it's perfect to be, you book a hunt in Wyoming, and you're from Pennsylvania, you've never been on an elk hunt or a mule deer hunt or a white, you know, a, a milk river whitetail hunt in Montana. Nick will send you the outfitter information. Then once you book that hunt, he's going to be like, here's what you don't want to forget when you pack. And if you don't have it, here's some affiliate brands that you can go to this link right here. Bam, you got the footwear you need so i mean badass idea um not surprised at all because like i said nick money's part of that waddell you know that mindset of the waddell booger bottom georgia t-bone those guys are just the best at what they do i i love our association and friendship with them and when i saw them wearing thoroughgood i was like oh man these boots are the deal you know if these guys are writing off on them then they got to be legit and if nick munch writing off on them nick if you're listening which i know that you are you're probably driving down a dirt road right now in dakota you, you're probably like eight miles from your house and you can still see it because the new house is gargantuous nick congratulations on that but nick mont we're just bragging on you a little bit love you brother um <clears throat> andy if you think about all of the choices that are out there there's so many choices choices for the american consumer to put on their feet in a nutshell after this podcast we've talked about the insulation the structure the design the quality the engineering the mindset the culture the culture of thoroughgood what is it and what sets these boots apart? And when you're in Carolinas driving up that coast, probably eating some awesome seafood, I hope you do. There's a really good sushi restaurant in downtown Charlotte, um, some of the best I've ever had. I'll send you some information on that. I don't even know if you eat sushi up there. That's probably considered bait where you're at up there. But how? Oh, no, I'm a sushi lover. <laughs> there you go. Attaboy. How do you, what is this culture about, Andy? How do you set yourself apart when you're in that sales meeting in, in, in Charleston, South Carolina next week, or you're over at Myrtle Beach and you're looking out over the goal or out over the ocean and you're talking to somebody drinking a cold beer? How are you going to set this brand apart? Well, number one, we have something for every, everyone, right? We have been trusted in the uh, in the work world for well over a hundred years. We're now in the outdoor world. And uh, so we're trusted. We have something uh, to offer for everyone. And more importantly, when we talk about um, the, the, our, our latest um, boots that we've brought to, to the market, we have more technology in our boots, uh, in our rubber, our infinity rubber and our infinity leather than uh, any boot I've ever seen. Uh, when we talk about solar core insulation in the Infinity uh, FD anti-fatigue energy return system, we use um, anti-friction footbed in our leather 
infinity boots to uh, to combat blistering. We use locking lace hooks and ball bearing eyelids in our leather boots so that you can get them good and tight uh, before you go out on that hook uh, out on that hunt. So really, it comes down to trust in technology. If you uh, if you're into uh, something that you can hang your hat on, um, Thoroughgood is is where it's at. Do you ever get so much pride in Thoroughgood boots, Andy Place, that when I walk by my boot room, I like get giddy. I get so happy. I get so excited. It puts me in a better mood. And I think the main reason is, after listening to you describe that just now, is the overall experience is that you got to believe in the brands that you entrust in. You have to understand that that experience that you're getting ready to take part in, whether it's a hunt or a fishing trip, I love augering through three and a half, four feet of ice and setting up a little house and catching walleye like they're going out of style. I've done it on Lake of the Woods. I've done it all over Wisconsin. I love duck hunting, goose hunting, turkey hunting. I love big game hunting, predator hunting, all of the experiences. And then you put on top of that, lacing them up five days a week, 52 weeks a year, maybe two weeks paid vacation. So 50 weeks a year as an American worker, think about the stories these boots could tell. Think about the memories these boots are creating. That's how I look at product. That's how I look at the Thoroughgood brand is that when I walk by my boot room and I'm sure Nick Munt's the same way and Michael and T-Bone and my brothers and everybody in the Foul Life crew, we get giddy about it. We're not just putting on another pair of boots. We take pride in these boots because of the story, because of the culture, because of those stories, those memories and experiences. Does all of that sit well when you hear things like that, does that ring a bell in your mind, Andy? Does that sit with you like that's exactly how you feel? Oh, there is. Uh, there's nobody that gets more giddy than me. And uh, I, I, I can connect with you on just about every level that you just described to the point where my kids are like, Dad, really? They're just boots. And I said, guys, you you don't understand because your dad is in the boot business uh, growing up. Um, I grew up and I learned to hunt on my own or with my friends, my friends' dads. And uh, it was kind of getting gear with whoever had worn out gear that they would pass your way. So you found yourself wearing old wore out boots or old uh, worn out um, camo, insulated, whatever. But to have gear now, starting with boots that I can share with my friends and family, that I can share with the consumers that I believe 100% in, that there is not a condition that mother nature can throw at us that we don't have covered on the Thoroughgood line makes me uh, proud beyond words. I, I, <laughs> I wear my, my insulated rubber boots to walk my dog. I'm so proud of them, absolutely. I, I know that's exactly how I feel. You just wanna have them on. You just want the world to see them because your feet feel good. And when your feet feel good, <laughs> You could be an athlete. You could be anything you want to be. If your feet hurt and your feet are cold, it's hard to act right. It's hard to perform. It's hard to keep a, a, a good focus, mental approach, the right mental attitude, the right mindset. Mindset is everything. And it starts at, just like every house or skyscraper. It starts with what? The foundation, the roots. Well, our feet are the roots. That's what's grounded. That's what keeps us on the ground. That's what keeps us moving. If your feet hurt, you're not going to perform that day. And if you put your feet on the ground, you're lucky enough every day to wake up and put them on this side of the dirt. You got to protect your feet. You got to take care of your feet and take pride in what you're putting on them. And that's the difference in the mentality and the culture and the story behind Throw Good Boots, in my opinion. 
Absolutely. You know, I, I have to tell you a, a quick story. My wife is not a hunter. She's uh, she's she'll enjoy hiking and biking in the outdoors with us, but she's not into hunting um, at all. And um, we have a, a, a quite an assortment of of le- of insulated um, camouflage boots at our house. And she just has not taken to them. And one day she was uh, getting ready to take the dog out. And I said, Hey, slip Jack's boots on there. They should be fine for you. Just wear them out there. And uh, she slipped them on and she came in and she said, do you know how comfortable these rubber boots are? (laughs) I said, "Well, well, I actually do because I've been wearing them for a couple of years now, but I've been trying to explain that to you. She now, uh, if there's any kind of inclement weather, she now wears the uh, 1600 gram uh, mossy oak rubber boots to walk the dog because they're warm and they're comfortable and they're reliable. And uh, I I just, I use that as a story uh, to tell um, potential customers because to be a believer, you have to get them on your feet. You really do. I agree a thousand percent, but here's the real question, Andy Place. If you're wearing those boots and we're back in that parking lot at the fish fry, is it slap yo mama or Tony Shasheries? Or are you going to tell me what seasoning you're putting on this batter? I need to know. You got my mind wondering. See, I don't forget. Come on, bro. It's not happening. That's not fair. I have people in the South even tell me what they're putting on their stuff. T-Bone tells me how he does his squirrel. He's not telling you the truth. (laughs) I can guarantee you that. So you're calling T-Bone Turner a liar right here on this podcast? I... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and he's probably going to be sending me a text here in the next five minutes to say, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? And, and Waddell is driving in his tractor right now, laughing his tail off listening to this. Count, counting pecans and freaking listening to country music, ain't he? That's what he's doing. Man, I appreciate you being on. We got to get to a fish fry together. We got to get on a fishing trip. We'll get you out on a duck blind next year. Maybe we'll be up in that part of the country. I am talking to some people in your area about a hunt come next October, November. So I'll keep you informed on that. Maybe you and your kids can come out and join us one day and try to try to put the hammer down on some birds and create some memories. So I got. I have to be honest with you, Chad. I, uh, I have not had a lot of exposure to waterfowl hunting. And my son... He is begging on me every year, Dad. When are we going to do? When are we going to go duck hunting? When are we going to go duck hunting? So if you can make that happen, you will cross. Uh, you will cross a bucket list thing off for a 15 year old boy. And then if he goes along, my 16 year old daughter, she would never let just him go. So there's going to be a team of three. But we would love to join you. Man, consider that done. I will get it done. Yeah, hold on one sec. I'm taking a note on that. Okay, I got that. I'm going to get you some dates as soon as I get them locked in, and we'll figure out what day they can come out. He'll love it. But uh, I'll talk to you more about that offline and uh, get some ideas of what he wants to get into. We'll get him hooked up with some duck calls and some gear to get him going and drive you and your wife crazy. Probably kick him out of the house before he's 17 with all of the uh, duck calling he's getting ready to do. You know what I mean? I love it. I love it. Your your wife's going to sneak into his room and take the reeds out of it after the first day. He won't be able to make any more noise. Andy Place, Thorough Good Boots. Buy these boots, guys. Girls, get them 
on your feet, ducks, geese, fishing, turkeys, upland game, big game, whitetail hunting, tree stand hunting, box blind hunting, ground blind hunting, you name it. Let your feet speak for themselves. Let them stay warm and comfortable, agile. Be an athlete out there. Think like an athlete. Always be thinking two or three steps ahead. What would the deer do? What would the duck do? And make sure that you hone your skill set in order to perfect your hunting skills, your arsenal, throwing all of those different colors of oil paints at your canvas, creating your own masterpiece every day. Throw good boots is part of our masterpiece because... We do not want to miss a beat, miss a step when we are outdoors. We want to fulfill our head with every single image that we possibly can to create those memories and keep writing those stories because in the end, that's all we got. When we're in that wooden box and we're on the other side of the dirt, that's all we got is the stories and the memories and our words. So that's what we try to depend on every day is staying true, staying ethically correct, always understanding that we are not entitled to this lifestyle, the American hunter. We are privileged to do this. It is not written in our declaration of independence to have the right to hunt we do have the right to bear arms with the second amendment but that does not give us the right to hunt like my good friend remy warren has said before it's going to be one of us a hunter that could mess up this privilege for all the rest of us and not just us generations to come andy's kids my daughter our grandkids someday let's fly this flag the right way and let's show people that hunting and fishing is a legitimate lifestyle and that we depend on this lifestyle to fill our freezers and our bellies providing the bounty for all of those to enjoy it with us so andy i appreciate what you do what thoroughgood boots does what your story is and what the image and culture that y'all stand behind i think it fits perfect with what we are doing i'm glad that you guys are associated with waddell and munt and t-bone and the bone collector booger bottom george crew i can't thank you enough for coming on my man hey i appreciate the opportunity it was a real pleasure we will do it again. We will get in the field and I am going to send a security camera crew over to your house and I will secretly figure out what you're putting in this fish fry batter. I promise you I will I will get it. Someday we might even have a competition with a little cook off and a fish fry. The Wisconsin boy against the I don't even have walleye out here barely. There're not many walleye waters out west. There's definitely not many perch waters out west, but we will get after it someday, my man. I appreciate y'all check out Thoroughgood Boots. What's the website? Any thoroughgoodusa.com? ThoroughgoodUSA.com. Yep. Check out all of their offerings, work boots, upland boots, mountain boots, hiking boots, knee boots, neoprene, uninsulated boots, rubber boots, 800 grams, 1600 grams. Keep your feet in working order. This has been another episode of the Fowl Eye Podcast. Again, today's episode being brought to y'all by Gerber Gear and Thoroughgood Boots. Tom, Jake, hit that button. This song is called My Foul Life. The song is called, or the song is called My Foul Life and the band is called 2AM Logic. Thank y'all very much. Bye.